Welcome to another hard-hitting episode of Customer Cafe by Calabria. Calabria is a tool that turns good account managers into great account managers through the power of great collaboration. A great account manager is a team player. This podcast is made for those in sales, customer success, and account management as a place to caffeinate, ideate, and collaborate. Subscribe now for the latest brew. Let's Let's hit hit the the grind. grind. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Customer Cafe. Uh, as always, my name is Menachem Pritzker and I'm your host. Uh, I'm the VP Growth here at Calabria and joining me is my co-host, Sharon. Sharon Lynn Weiss-Greenberg. How about that? Sharon Lynn Weiss-Greenberg, um, the Senior Content and Community Manager. I'm going to introduce our guest in just a second. Um, but before I do, uh, as always, um, we are still looking for design partners. So if you are in sales, uh, if your organization is running on Microsoft uh, and use Outlook and you want to be able to comment on your emails, uh, collaborate with your team without having to forward your emails over, uh, come to collaborate.com and sign up for free. We are not charging any money in 2023. We just want feedback. We wanna know what we're doing right. More importantly, we wanna know what we're doing wrong. Um, and we want to schedule times to meet you and see how you're using our product. Uh, if you're not using our product, we want to know why you're not using our product. We need you to help us make a better product. So please reach out to me or Sharon or just come to collaborate.com and check it out. And without any further ado, um, I want to introduce our guest, uh, Arnaud Renault. Uh, he's the co-founder uh, Growth and Partnerships at ScaleList and ScaleLab. We're going to find out what the difference between those two is in just a minute. Uh, he's a Lemless partner and the startup mentor uh, at a bunch of different organizations, including Tech in Asia School and the Founder Institute. Uh, Arnaud, welcome to the Customer Cafe. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. I appreciate the invitation and being here. We really uh, appreciate you joining us. I, I've been following you on LinkedIn for a long time. I, I, I don't remember when I first started following you, but you've, you put out some great content there and I'm really excited for the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Same, likewise. <laughs> so, uh, Arnott, uh, you know, let's just start out. What's, uh, what's your deal? I'm a French guy who lives in Singapore for the past uh, seven years now. Uh, always been into sales and business development. I mean, since I started working uh, and um, yeah, I mean, business development is something that I really started doing when I started working for Rocket Internet, which is a German startup studio. Uh, I mean, very famous in Europe, very famous in Asia as well. Um, and uh, created by the Sommiers uh, brothers who are, pretty famous in, in Germany, um, businessman, very sharp uh, people. And they brought me to Asia, so to, to Singapore uh, more specifically. And uh, I started doing business development, marketing, sales, uh, worked for another company after that for, for three years named Acceleration, which is a very good company. Uh, they help um, European and American uh, tech companies Series B and above uh, to 
grow across Southeast Asia. So they outsource their sales teams. And I was part of the members of the outsourced uh, sales team. So I was focusing on multiple markets, had a few clients, uh, free portfolio clients that I was uh, helping with their sales. So mainly organizing roadshows in various different countries across Southeast Asia. Uh, lots of travels, lots of meetings. Uh, it was very intense. And then during COVID, I launched uh, I launched my first company, which is uh, was not planned actually that uh, we launched during COVID. I mean, uh, for every people who launched their company during COVID, I don't think they has it as a, they had that as a plan. But um, yeah, I uh, I launched my first company named Scalab, the Scalab, which is a lead generation agency, um, and our our objective is really to help uh, people do the first best impression uh, in front of their prospects by using cold emailing, calling the messages, uh, and now cold calling. Um, so really making outbound, uh, simple, straight to the point, and emotional for the prospects whenever he receives a calls or, or, or messages, uh, cold email or calling the. So that's our our first company. Um, so now we have something like so it's it's kind of like an outsourced SDR as a service. Exactly, exactly. It's a lead uh-huh. generation company. We outsource uh, leads as a service. So we we don't close any deals uh, for our clients. The objective is um, making sure that we have a clear understanding of who is their ICP, who is their persona, and mm-hmm. then we create and write uh, LinkedIn and cold email sequences that are very tailored for those uh, ICP, those ICPs and personas. Mm-hmm. And the objective is to create an emotion where the prospects of our clients open the messages or the emails and they reply and schedule the meetings with, with our clients. But once there is a positive reply from the prospects of our clients, they, our clients basically take over. We are here to fill in the pipelines and not too close deals. Do you, like, as soon as the first response comes in, you guys kind of take a step back and, and pass it over to their team? Or are, are you yes. trying to so, book the meeting and then you you get like in on the, the call? Meeting, the meeting is uh, kind of booked already. Like, so so the, whenever, we, whenever we say uh, we get cali- qualified leads for the prospects, mm-hmm. it's basically four specific criteria. Um, a prospect who fits the ICP and persona that we agreed on with the with the with the client, um, and who wants to take a specific a meeting on a specific day and time. So, and as we reach out on behalf of our clients, so we don't reach out as scale up. Scale up doesn't exist in right. the equation. It's we reach out on behalf of the client, and so technically, when there is a positive reply from a prospect, they can immediately see it and take over. That's the first company. Now we have something like between 15 and 20 people uh, in the company. We do uh, something like uh, a little bit less than a million uh, in annual recurring revenue. Um, Wow. And end of last year, early this year, we actually launched two new companies. So Scalist is one of them. And Scale Social is something we haven't communicated about. So that's why you can't have it. And uh, scale social, scale, okay. Yes, scale social. So scale list is um, is actually a, a software uh, that can help you to 
extract uh, leads, your lead list uh, from uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, enrich them and clean them automatically. So it's mainly for BDR and SDR teams and basically gaining efficiency. And it sounds uh, like like scale list is basically what you've built internally to use for, exactly. for your scale lab team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. That's yeah. exactly that. So okay. that's something that we were using internally and that we said, oh, but that could be useful for other people. Mm. And then we decided to <clears throat> commercialize it. And Scale Social <clears throat> is a LinkedIn ghostwriting company. So we write LinkedIn posts on behalf of CEOs, CMOs, agency owners for growing their visibility, uh, like impression, engagement, number of followers, and uh, make sure that they are seen, they are seen as a, a thought leader. Mm -hmm. And those two companies, ScaleLab and ScaleSocial, we started them very recently. Um, so it's, it's very new. That's why ScaleSocial, we haven't really communi communicated on this. We have uh, mm -hmm. quite a few clients already uh, using the service, uh, but uh, it's just that I didn't have time to <laughs> properly we didn't have the time to properly update the websites and stuff like that so it's running so we keep on running and whenever we're gonna have uh, some time to do it we will do it do um when when inbound leads are generated for for one of your yeah. your clients they they'll ha handle that themselves or they they give that to you to to try to book the meeting with no 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 no, no. they manage it on their own oh, so you're you're, you're purely 100 percent outbound, outbound. Uh -huh. yes, and they, they just give you basically an ICP list or you develop it with them. Um, yes. And then you reach out to those people. Exactly. And mm -hmm. every, so we have clients that are different stages. So we have clients who don't have a specific product market fit or mm -hmm. don't have clarity on the product market fit. And then we have billion dollar revenue clients. Uh, and so the way we work with those clients is also very different uh, because you need to adapt based on what they know about their ICP persona versus what they don't. Um, and the processes also <clears throat> are not the same. Um, and the type of uh, messages that you send is completely different. The volume that you can do is different, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, we, mm. that's, that's, that's the objective. So what's what's your own sales process like? You know, you're 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 eating your own dog food, or as our CEO yeah. likes to say, drinking your own champagne, which maybe has a nice ring to it. Um, yeah. you're 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 using I'd go your own with that product. phraseology. Just <laughs> throwing it out there. Uh, I wonder if that's an American French thing. Uh, you know, you're 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 French. Our our CEO yeah. is French, and like he keeps on having okay. these like different twists on our on like expressions maybe. that we that we use. Maybe maybe. Um. But um, so, you know, Scale Lab uses Scale List and Scale List started as an internal tool that you're now marketing. Um, yeah. What What are your internal sales processes like and how does that help you like learn to do sales better for yeah. your clients? So the sales process for, I mean, every single company that we have and mainly mm -hmm. for Scale Lab because, yeah, that's mainly for Scale Lab. It's... Uh, I mean, it's a split between outbound, so few cold emails, campaigns, uh, cold, so cold email, cold calling, um, inbound that we receive via the website and via the content that is created on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, and also Slack 
Slack is a, is an interesting channel because I'm part of few different uh, Slack groups. Um, lots of people into the Slack groups that are various requests. And um, yeah, so do that's, some maybe- That's the... a very under underdeveloped channel that you're, you probably don't have a lot of uh, competition. Um, I'm not too sure because there are a lot of people asking questions right. and because usually after there is a question that is asked on one of those uh, Slack groups, I guess people are kind of dealing into private messages, DMs mm. after that. So I, I think, yes, it's, uh, something that we, it's, on, it's a bit under the radar, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I don't really know, but <laughs> yeah, so we, we have those, uh, those few acquisition channels. So cold email, cold LinkedIn, cold calling, uh, inbound that is generated via the websites, SEOs, and Slack also, and the LinkedIn content that, uh, that we create. So these mm -hmm. are the sources mainly. So do you like, who's doing the, the, you know, the scale lab service for scale lab? Do you have dedicated SDRs and account managers or is it all you? Like, what's your, no, no, we have a team. We have a team of, uh, I'm for scale lab. Now I'm exclusively, uh, focusing on the sales. So I'm not doing any operations anymore uh, mm -hmm. for the company. Uh, I mean, I'm focusing on the sales, which is a big part of the cake, but- uh, So you're uh, the account manager for the company? Um, no, I'm the salesperson for the company. Salesperson, okay, yeah. Yeah, the, the clients are handled by uh, our managing director, Nicolas, and then he manages uh, two teams of like one is a small team the customer onboarding team which is two people and then we have a team of uh 14 15 people for the customer success and those those are the uh, those people from the customer success team mm -hmm. are the account managers basically okay so so you know let's let's really dig into that because we're all about the sales process here and we really want to understand how kind of mm -hmm. your team comes together to to close the deal so what's your sales playbook like, right? You're generating a lead. You find somebody on Slack, which is amazing. Uh, you find somebody on Slack, they're interested. You get that first call. What's What happens next? Um, I mean, the first call tells a lot, actually, uh, about what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. first call is basically asking a lot, like I'm asking a lot of questions to that, uh, to that potential, to that lead that prospect uh, to verify the needs, um, current sales structures, current business development structures, the team, pain points, et cetera, et cetera, to make sure that first of all, it's clear on both hands and that the prospect realizes that he really has a problem and that he really, nice, he really needs some help. Right. And then I provide some information about what we do, how we can help, and how we can solve the, the, the problem, the pain points of, uh, of, those, uh, of this prospect. And the objective is, of course, being very clear on whenever we leave the call, uh, being very clear on what are the next steps. Uh, so first of all, uh, what is the budget that they can allocate if they have discussed a budget previously? 
who are the decision makers, um, who are the decision makers uh, taking that decision to hire eventually an agency? When can we meet uh, for a second? Like when can we have a second appointment? Mm -hmm. And scheduling that appointment before the end of the first call, usually that's preferable. That's and, a band, uh, band qualification. Yeah, and okay. um, and then and then uh, yes, and then follow ups. After that, there is a follow up that recaps all the conversation that we that we had during the first conversation. Um, and then over the next few days, weeks, there are some information slash uh, content, nurturing content that are sent to every single prospect. To first of all content that is related to their pain points mm -hmm. uh, just to for them to see ah okay so scale lab i know is kind of sharing interesting information about my specific pain points so it makes sure it makes sense that we either have that second conversation or that we take uh, take uh, this information very seriously and um, and then the objective is over like a second call, third call is to 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 close uh, that potential that prospect basically. And then that's it. That's your like things don't seem to drag yeah. on for months. Like it's 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 not a one it call depends. close, but uh, it depends. Sometimes yes, sometimes it's a yeah. one call close. Uh, sometimes it takes a few more. Uh, sometimes it takes a few months as well. I mean, it takes one call or two calls. Uh, but the prospect is silent for two months and then out of the sudden he comes back and you're like, ah, okay, uh, let's see what we can do. And it happened, for example, yesterday, uh, we signed a, we signed a new client. Uh, I didn't have any news from that person for the past, maybe six or seven weeks. And I was like, okay, no news. Weird. I disqualified that person. And all of a sudden, he came back, signed the contract, and boop, done. So, nice. Yeah. It's always nice yeah. when uh, when an old opportunity kind of wakes back up again. Of course. No, definitely. <laughs> I enjoy <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, so you know, we're 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 trying to we we explore the the like deal storming concept, which is uh you know mm -hmm. bring kind of an all hands deck situation where everybody comes in and just helps the the one account manager or the one salesperson gives him all the information he needs in order to close the deal um make a sale what's the what sort of internal collaboration uh do you have with your team in order to get that done or or is it all just you just you kind of handling that uh it's mainly me it's mainly me. So I have my business partner, Youssef, mm -hmm. who, um, who is working a little bit on Scale Lab, but mostly on Scale List uh, with our CTO, uh, Charlie, who is uh, like the CTO of Scale List. Um, but yes, whenever I have specific questions uh, about sales or whenever I need to you know, discuss a specific strategy that we want to mm -hmm. employ on, on someone or an account, uh, or even like just, uh, for example, we for, for the bigger deals, as many for the bigger deals where it's, um, yeah, bigger deals, bigger companies, uh, we, 
we tend to collaborate on, on those ones, on those ones. But for the small ones, not particularly, I handle them myself. Um, but yeah, for the bigger ones, we, like he's a, he, he will be aware at some point in the say cycle, uh, where am I, he might see the emails, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Because I might need his help, or he might need my help at some point uh, to close right. the game. Okay. Um... Hey, let's change tack a little bit. Um, you know, you, you work as a mentor uh, in so many different places. Um, what's what's that experience like? It's interesting um, in a sense that most of the people that you can help uh, or mentor, um, they are who you were three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. which is uh, interesting. And um, and the question that they ask, I mean, I I, I help um, the Technisia startup, for example, and I used to help the, some of the Founder Institute um, um, startups on very specific topics. Um, it's not like, uh, it's not broad, it's very like related to sales and business development, uh because that's uh my industry that's where i'm very confident about and um and that's what i know so yeah mainly mentoring those people is really like unlocking something that's going to take them i don't even know how how long but ages uh to start doing and in 15 minutes you can unlock them and tell them, look, I've tried those things that you are trying to do. I know that it won't work, or you're going to waste time doing this because uh, those are not the right tools or those are not the right methods. I give you the right tools. I give you the right methodology. Just apply that. Mm-hmm. And you save them months. You can save them months, basically. So basically, you made expensive mistakes three or four years ago. And when you see a founder about to go down that path, you prevent them from Kind of, yes, but also because I have people who are uh, helping me as well and who uh, are advising me to not do some mistakes. Of course, now it's a, it's a different level because the company is, that grew, I mean, it's growing and, uh, and, uh, and it's, I'm at a different stage in my entrepreneurial journey than I was three, four, three years ago, for example. Uh, and yeah, so that's, uh, that's many, I'm, I'm using the advice that I receive and I'm using also the failures, like it's a combination of both, I would say. So what, what are some of the, the, the biggest problems that, um, or challenges that new founders, uh, face when it comes to sales and marketing? Uh, closing deals and making sure that they can meet with uh people who are interested into what they do mm-hmm. that's uh that's one main problem that uh that is well very you, you just said two things that are very different on on kind of t- two sides of the coin you, you said one thing closing deals and which is all the way at the bottom of the funnel and you said meeting people who are finding people who need your service which is you know very much a pipeline problem and it's total top of the funnel um, so the, the, the second one, which should be the first one is, I mean, in the, in the way you proceed, um, 
first knowing who is interested because usually those uh, startup founders from uh, for example, the one that I've been working with, Technija or Founder Institute, they, they are very, very, very early stage. And they, they keep on uh, pivoting or changing like features uh, or changing what they, what they are doing uh, like product-wise or service-wise. And for example, one recurring mistake that a lot of them do uh, and because they don't have a sales background they ship something and they build something and then it takes them I don't know two three months sometimes more uh, to build an MVP and then they are like oh but nobody is interested into this it happens a lot and the thing is um the the school where i come from which is rocket internet is completely the opposite it's right. like uh you get clients you sell them something they pay and then you build it and then it's literally that's that's how it yeah. works wait so you know ask Asking purely for selfish reasons, um, you know, what, what are some ways to get those like early design partners besides starting every podcast, uh, asking people to sign up, you know, at Calabria, we're, we're in exactly that situation. We're, we're building a product and we're trying not to build it without any, you know, user input. Uh, we're, yeah. we're trying wait, double negative. We're trying not to make that mistake of building it without any user input, but it's it's kind of a chicken and egg situation where we can't really get users for something that doesn't exist yet and can't really build it without any users so how do so you do that how do we get those those users exactly what you're talking about here like slack slack you join some slack groups no but literally like you 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 join some slack groups or some communities you ask questions uh you see what are the replies from from the people like you validate problems uh, on the slack groups uh, you write on, you write uh, to people on LinkedIn, you post on LinkedIn about like a specific problem, uh, or you fake the, the solution of that particular problem. So let's say you want to, I don't know, you, let's say there is no, uh, e email don't exist and people wants to communicate. So you fake the fact that you have created the emails, right. the email. And you post, let's say LinkedIn exists, you post it on LinkedIn. So you post the, the solution, the fake solution before it exists. And then you see how people react. And then if you see that there is some engagement, then you say, okay, that is going to be ready in uh, X amount of months. Or you can say that it's about to be ready. And then you see if people are okay to, to just uh, sign like a... Uh, sure like a uh, wait for, for the beta to be ready, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So there are many ways to do it, but the one that we have used is uh, mainly Slack and, uh, and LinkedIn and also uh, cold calling, like uh, calling, sorry, not cold calling, like uh, calling some of our, some of the people in our network who we thought could have that particular problem that we wanted to solve. That's great. I, I, you know, I, I, I can't wait to try Slack now. You, you've really kind of opened up that idea to me. Um, okay. So, all right, so that's top of funnel. And you said also you help your, your founders close deals, uh, and, and, you know, ceiling engagements. What, what, uh, 
What do you offer them on that tech? What do you mean? How do you help new founders close deals? What's uh, what what, okay. what skills are they missing? Um, Sales skills, yeah. like, uh, mm-hmm. and I think the number one is mainly asking questions, like uh, because whenever you have someone who is very junior, or very new in sales, they just go on a call that they like uh, succeeded to schedule, but the problem is they pitch themselves. They are like, oh, this is what I do. This is the features that we have, and this is my tech. And we're gonna have like those many features uh, in the deck and uh, also in the product. It's gonna be amazing. But the thing is, they don't even know if that could be interesting for the prospect who joined the conversation. Right. So instead of like they 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 talk rather than uh, than asking questions, and they should not be talking or just like properly asking questions and then listening to the to the to the to the answers. So that's that's one important thing like uh knowing how to ask questions during a sales conversation and being the person who lead the sales conversation because sometimes and i i was like that uh eight nine years ago uh, where you know you jump on a sales call and the prospect he does everything with you and he can yeah and he can um is basically leading the call and you should it should not be the case the salesperson should be leading the call with questions with questions with questions questions, with making sure that so a good sales course is you ask questions i mean the salesperson asks questions you verify the answers you recap summarize the answers of the prospects like in front of him during the conversation to make sure that you guys are on the same page and you say, okay, you said X, uh, X, Y, Z, correct? Okay, then next question. Okay, and then you, you, you reframe, you always reframe the answers of the prospect because then you can take the notes and then the conclusion, the conclusion of uh, those recaps and the conclusion of um, having those answers is gonna tell, is gonna be help is going to be helpful for you as a salesperson to tell the prospect, hey, so you have that particular problem, you want to solve it under that particular timeline. This Mm -hmm. is your specific budget. Those are the decision makers. Okay, so technically, would you be against starting with us on that particular date? And then the guy is like, okay, so like that salesperson clearly understood what is my problem when I'm ready to start, what is my budget, who decides, and when I can hypothetically start with a service like that. Right. And you didn't you didn't even you didn't even present anything about your service or your product. It's just like uh, summarizing what you've heard. And most of the people they don't know uh, how to do that because it takes practice. It's it's a job, it's a skill that you acquire like uh, like it's it's a sport size is a sport like you need to practice it and and most of the people unfortunately they think that sales is about talking talking a lot and the more you talk the better it is but no it's the more you listen the better it is and the less you talk the better it is so the key to good sales is good discovery 
Yes. Is that something that you, that your team does it with Skill Lab? Is that something that you, when you're no. opening the conversations, you're just trying to book the meeting and, and you're depending on the, yes. the salesperson to do that? Okay. Yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, is there room for like good discovery in an SDR process or should that still, should a good SDR really just be focused on, on generating that meeting? No, with Scale Lab itself, uh, I don't think we're going to do any particular qualification or any first call on behalf of the clients because you need to be skilled to be able to do that part that part of uh, the sales process because it's a very important part. And second, it's not scalable in terms of the like business wise for us. It's not scalable. Right. So I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. So, uh, you know, we like to kind of close things off uh, on the podcast with uh, a, a question about you and your own personal development. Obviously, we want people to listen to this podcast and, you know, you people should follow you on LinkedIn. Do you have a podcast also, by the way? Uh, no, we don't have a podcast, but that's something that uh, we might do. Uh, I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of chance that we, we grow a podcast in the, in the next few months. We'll keep our ears open for it. But, you know, besides us and you, who should people follow and what what sources should people go after to, to become better at sales and account management? Depends on what they, what is the specific, uh, what, what are the specific knowledge that they want to, to acquire. Um, well, we're talking about sales people, uh, you know, and, and not just sales, but sales organization, yeah. sales leadership. Um, one, I mean, a few people that I that I follow uh, um, about on that particular topic. So, you have um, Kyle Coleman from uh, Clary, who is, uh, I think, he's a senior vice president <clears throat> of marketing at Clary, which is a, like a two billion dollar company. Uh, in the, I mean, the worldwide, but he's based in the US. And um, he posts, I think, almost every day about the SDR role, even if he's not an SDR anymore, but he used to be. And you can see the evolution of Kyle's career um, over, like, uh, hmm. And he, 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 posts, posts on he posts on LinkedIn. Yeah, where, posts where, on LinkedIn. Where's the best place posts to follow him? Very cool okay. post. Um, about uh, sales and specific, also sales ops. You have two guys uh, from from Lemlis that are very good. Uh, Kevin, um, I don't remember his last name. It's uh, he has two last names, and uh, Lucas Lucas Perret, who is uh, so Kevin is head of growth at Lemlis, and Lucas is. And Lucas Lu Pere and, yes. and Kevin Tunin. <laughs> and, uh, and Lucas is a sales ops. Um, <laughs> so they do create uh, very interesting content. Um, but also, I, I mean, I don't only read about uh, sales or stuff like that. I also read about like a, a lot of copywriting because I try to improve my uh, my copywriting game. And also with mm. Scale Social, it's quite important that, uh, that I read about that. So I follow, for example, guys like Justin Welsh that you might know, um, Sean Miller, uh, Matt Barker, 
uh, Roxana from Nameless with head of marketing, Emilia, I think it's her last name, Roxana Emilia, um, and a bunch of other guys as well. That's great. You've, you've given us a lot. We th This is our favorite part of the show. Um, just, you know, everyone, everyone we talk to is so smart and skilled in like, you know, mm -hmm. something that they're able yeah. to like, like teach us yeah. and make us better at, and then learning how they got to where they are or what they listen to in order to, yeah. you know, get even better in that. But yeah, gives us I mean, kind of a good, you it's, know, future it's not path only for, about like uh, LinkedIn or LinkedIn posts is also networking a lot. I mean, I do, I do collaborate with a lot of people from my industry. So whenever you are, I mean, doing what I do or like even like anyone who wants to become better at what he does, he needs to network a lot. And yeah. I mean, I have uh, daily conversations with, uh, with people from, for example, I have daily conversations with people from, from Lemlist. I'm, I discuss almost every day with Simon, who is the chief business officer at Lemlist, uh, the CEO of mm -hmm. Lemlist as well, Guillaume, not daily, but on a monthly basis, I catch up with him a few times on WhatsApp, etc. cetera. Uh, plus other guys from my industries, like other guys from in the, in the agency industries, guys who owns like uh, cold calling uh, agencies, guys who owns like uh, uh, social selling agencies, digital marketing agencies, performance, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a lot about knowing what's going on in the industry that, uh, that you become, uh, that you become better. So that's, and you, yeah, you can discuss about tips. Like for example, earlier at 2 PM today, I was discussing with uh, one guy who was a similar agency than, than scale social. Uh, I asked him a few tips. He gave me this information was super helpful. And yeah, I, we, you can start having this kind of, uh, uh mentor mentee relationship, uh, in a way. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, an, that's great. But what's the, you know, speaking, speaking of networking, what's the, what's the Singapore startup scene like? I mean, it's uh, for for Southeast Asia. It's uh, probably the second or no. I'm exaggerating. You have Australia that is big. Um, Indo uh, Australia, Indonesia, Vietnam, uh, Singapore, Thailand a little bit, but it's nothing comparable to what you can see in uh, in Europe or in the US. Nothing comparable. And the thing is, most of the startups no. here in, mm -hmm. in Singapore are fintech companies. There are a lot of fintechs. So that's why we have quite a mm -hmm. lot of fintechs in the portfolio as well. Um, but. Well, did you go from France to Singapore yeah, for, for professional for reasons or? Yeah. But the scene, yeah, it's, it's growing. I would say it's growing. The government is helping a lot, uh, injecting a lot of funds. So, yeah. I recently saw a statistic. I, I think it's based on population concentration or something like that, that Singapore, Estonia, and Israel are the most highly Definitely. densely populated Definitely. startups. Because it's small, hmm. because it's, 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 it's small countries, it's small countries, uh, but there are a lot of people creating stuff. And because like, I, I yeah. know that for example, for Israel, 
uh, and Singapore. I don't know for Estonia, but I mean, we had one client from Estonia and they don't build their product for the Estonian market or the Israeli market or the Singaporean market. They build for the world. And most of the time it's first US and then it's UK. Uh, if you have an Indian founders among them, it's gonna be also for India because India is a crazy big market. So yeah, no, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> I'm part of this people also. I guess I'm up to date on population. India oh, yeah? just surpassed China, by the way. I think I think I think a few years ago. <laughs> I don't know. But Was it a few yeah, years ago? I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. But that's good know. for them. Yeah. Well, I just found out. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Arnaud, uh, thank you so much for joining us here in the customer cafe. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks for joining us for today's brew. Like what you heard? Let the world know. Leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Subscribe now so you never miss an exciting episode. See you soon.